listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsea's Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. And God, we pray that you would touch us in a special way tonight. In Jesus' name, and everyone said? Today we are going to lay the groundwork for a new series. I'm telling you, I am really excited about this new series. And I know you say, Pastor P, you're excited about every series. I sure am. Because I really believe that God is directing us and leading us in some incredible ways. And I believe that this new series is going to be totally eye-opening. It's going to be totally challenging. And ultimately, it's going to be life-changing for you. In other words, it's going to be good. And you know why it's going to be good? Because it's God. Turn to your neighbor and say, if it's God... It's always good. And the reason we know it's God and therefore it's going to be good because it's his word. And the word of God is truth. And his words of truth, guess what? Will set you free. The Bible says in John 8 verse 32, you shall know the And the truth you know or the truth shall set you free, shall make you free. And Jesus even tells us, if we would look one verse earlier, how do we know the truth? He says, if you abide in my word, you become my disciples. How do we know the truth? By abiding in God, being in relationship with God. I'm going to throw this in there. Being in the house of God, being around other Christian people, being around Christian influence. As we abide in God, we become followers of him. And as we're followers of him, we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. That word free means to liberate, to acquit, to deliver. And in the New Testament, that word is used exclusively for Jesus setting believers at liberty from the dominion of sin. Isn't that fantastic? That we are set free from the dominion of sin. So tonight I want to lay the groundwork and I want to set the course for this series. And I want to warn you right now, you're going to hear some of this again on Sunday, but repetition is the best form of listening. Plus, we want to make sure that everyone who's not here tonight, all the sinners, only playing. But everyone who's not here tonight, we want to make sure that they're moving forward with us. We're not going to cover everything, but there are going to be certain aspects or key truths that we will revisit, perhaps slightly different on Sunday. So here's the title of our new series. Weird because normal isn't working. Weird because normal isn't working. Incidentally, this is a great book that is written by Craig Groeschel. We're going to have some of these books. Hopefully, they're going to be in by Sunday. If not, they're going to be in next week. And every service, I'm going to give some out as a free gift. Isn't that nice? Aren't I a nice guy? How many thinks I'm a nice guy? How many would like this book tonight? Too bad, because it's my only one, so you can't have that one. 
Okay, But I really encourage you to get the book because we'll be able to look through it and walk through it. So, But just there you go. You can turn that off. Don't worry about it. That's fine because it's just distracting everyone. But weird because normal isn't working. Say that with me. Weird because normal isn't working. Normal isn't working. But neither is weird in the wrong sense. It's amazing when you say the word weird. I know what you're all thinking. I mean, has he lost his mind? I mean, how can we have a series about being weird? I mean, isn't weird something we want to steer away from? It's amazing the varied response that we can have to the thought of the word weird. Come on, we all know that weird person. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Maybe you're the one we are talking about tonight. Say, watch out. But we all know that weird person has their weird ways. The kind of person that comes around and God forbid or... God forgive us, but you know, we run the opposite direction when the weirdo comes around. Because after all, weird is weird, isn't it? But actually, the type of weird that we're trying to accomplish in your life is not being like a freak show. It's not being annoying. It's not being crazy to the extent that people are running for their lives when they see you come. Or as the dictionary defines it, unearthly or mysterious, frightfully strange, because how can you and I fulfill the great commission of God? What was the great commission of God? To go into all the world, to preach the gospel, to touch other lives, that they too may come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Is that not what God's called every one of us to do? To go and preach and reach and touch lives? But if we're crazy, if we're weird in a crazy way, if we're really totally abnormal, you know what's going to happen? People are going to run. They're going to say, get away! I don't want what you've got. And unfortunately, we as the church and we as Christians have many times earned the label of weird in a bad way. I'm going to be the first to say this. I think some Christians are really weird. Not in the way that we want to be weird. Come on, you can help me out in the house. I see some shows on TV and I just absolutely cringe. And I think to myself, whatever must the world think when they see this? I'm a child of God. I know the truth of God's word and it freaks me out and it turns me off. So whatever must they think when they see that weirdness? And the sad reality is, Because there is so much weird in the crazy sense out there, you know what they do? They label Christianity as just being weird. They label Christianity as being weird. And it's no wonder people don't want to join our churches. It's no wonder people don't want to be a part of what we're doing. But tonight I want us to rethink weird. Throughout this whole series, I want us to rethink weird. Because this is what weird is. It's about being different than what everyone else is doing. Let me say that again. Weird that we want to be is we want to be different and doing different things to what everyone else today is choosing to do. A good type of Jesus weird. Why? Because normal isn't working. And we're going to talk more about that in a moment. If you've got your Bibles with me tonight, turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 
and 14. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. And these two verses are going to be the source from where we're going to take our entire series. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 says these words. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it. Matthew seven fourteen. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it. Let me read those two verses again. Matthew seven thirteen and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go by it. In other words, there's a broad, wide pathway that is full of people who are going in the wrong direction. And verse 14 says, but narrow is the gate and straight is the way. How the King James says, the new King James says, difficult is the way which leads to where? Life. But here's the sad reality. Unfortunately, there are few who are on that pathway. What we see from these two verses is there's a normal, wide open, highly trafficked way that won't cut it. What do you mean it won't cut it? Why? Because it's heading in the wrong direction. It's not heading towards life. You know what I'm talking about? If it's not heading towards life, it's heading wrong. So we see there is a normal wide open way. Then there's a weird, narrow, straight and difficult way. And the Bible says there are not many on that path. But it's a pathway that takes us in the right direction. And it's a pathway that takes us to life. The sad reality is we like the popular, normal, broad, highly trafficked area. We like the normal. We like the easy way. But I want us to realize tonight normal isn't working. We try to avoid the weird, narrow, lonely way. But I'm going to tell you right now, being weird works. Being weird works. In this book, Weird Because Normal Isn't Working, Greg Crochelle uses this term. Those red yelling words of Jesus. What do I mean by those red yelling words of Jesus? If you read in your Bible, most of you in your Bible will have print that will be both in black and in red. The black is just the words, of course, they are the words of God as they were inspired upon man. But then there are words that are in red. And those words indicate the words that Jesus spoke here on this earth. And if you would read a lot of those red words, you know what you would come to the conclusion of? They're weird. There's a lot of weirdness in those red printed words. What I mean by weird is it's against the norm. It's contrary for what's natural to do. It's just weird. But listen to me, it's Jesus weird. And here's where I'm at on that. Here's my stance and here's why I want to teach and preach on a series like this. Because if they are words that he said, I realize they're not suggestions. 
I realize tonight they're not suggestions, but rather they are specific instructions that will define the pathway my life will follow. Listen to me. They are specific instructions that will define the pathway my life will follow. Let's face it, and I'm going to say it again. Normal isn't working. It's maybe in. Come on, we know that normal's in. How do we know that? Because everywhere we look at people, they want to be recognized as an individual, but still want to be accepted for fitting in. In other words, they want the best of both worlds and they'll end up with nothing. Or they want to be regarded as an individual, but they'll do everything else to be accepted and fit in and rock the boat. Come on, we want to be labeled as an individual, but yet we're doing everything we can today so often to blend in and to be a part of what's going on. Therefore, we become normal and we want to be like everyone else. There's a saying out there that says this, and we've heard it so many times, and I know we've probably said it ourselves. Everyone else is doing it. Come on, have you ever said that saying? Everyone else is doing it. Well, why are you doing that? Well, I'm just doing it because everyone else is doing it. That's a normal term. What do I mean by a normal time? That stuff that's not working. And just because everyone is supposedly doing it, it's probably a good reason why we shouldn't. A good rule of thumb is if everyone else is doing it and it's right for everyone, probably as children of God, that's a good indicator to us that that's not something that we need to be a part of in our lives. How do we know this? Broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow and straight is the way. But here's the sad reality tonight. No one really wants to be labeled weird anymore. Normal's cool. Weird is uncool. Normal can be comfortable. Weird is uncomfortable. After all, after all, normal people are winners. They're successful. They're popular. Those that people aspire to be. But weird people, they're losers. They're unsuccessful. They're unpopular. No one wants to be like that. But I believe as the church of God, it's time that we redefine the culture of weird. I believe it's time that we redefine and become truly again what Jesus has called us to be. Jesus wants us to live weird. And you know what that lifestyle is? His way of living. Yes, we may be regarded as being extreme at times. Have you ever had people look at you and say, oh, you're just too excited about that Jesus stuff. Just wait a minute. You'll just lose it. Have you ever had people to say, you just need to quiet down about that? There was a blind man that had people say that, but the Bible said he cried louder. Come on, it's maybe time that we get a little bit more extreme. People maybe look and say, you're just a little bit over holy or maybe just holy. You're just too holy. You're out of touch. You're old fashioned. And the list continues. But can I tell you, a weird life is a life that still works. Being weird And live in Jesus or by Jesus. It may be weird, but it's a life that still works. To live life by his way is always going to be the best way. To follow his word. If we just lived our life by God's word, do you know how much hardships we would avoid? 
If we would just listen to those red yelling words that maybe are weird, but we would apply them to our lives. It's amazing how many hardships we would overcome and we would steer around from in our lives. It's not very often you get punished for doing right, is it? It's about time we start doing right. It's amazing how attractive and appealing a weird life can be today in these times. One that chooses to live by God's word, not the norm, because the norm isn't working. Let me read a short passage for you tonight. And actually, it's only three verses, and it's coming from Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 29. And these are red, yelling words. Are you ready? Luke 6, 27 through 29. And it says these words. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Stay with me tonight. Verse 28. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who spitefully use you. One more verse to go. Hold on. Verse 29. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. I know Jesus continues in other verses as he goes through, but I believe we already have more than enough to deal with right here and just what we've read. What we just read is weird stuff. What do you mean it's weird stuff? In fact, it's six weird things. Jesus, in three verses, says six incredibly weird things. The first thing he says is, love your enemies. The second thing he says is, do good to those who hurt you. The third weird thing he says is, bless those who curse you. The fourth one is this, pray for those who mistreat you. Here's the fifth. Are you ready? If someone hits you, turn the other cheek. And here's the last one he says, and there's actually more, but we just cut it down tonight. The last one he says in these three verses is this, if someone takes your coat, give him your shirt also. Six weird things. You see, normal says, hate your enemies, not love them. Normal seeks revenge for those who have hurt you. Doesn't show kindness. Normal says, why am I going to bless someone who deserves what they get? Never stops to help people. Normal says, there's no way on this earth that I'm going to pray for them. Not father, please, despite what they've done for me, would you still meet their needs? If anyone hits you, you know what normal does? It swings back. Because it never will turn the other cheek. And normal says, if someone steals from you and they take something from you, you have every earthly right to do whatever it takes to get it back, not give them more. Come on, weird is weird. But normal isn't working. 
Maybe there's something here in this weird stuff that we need to grasp and apply. Maybe there's something from God's word that we need to revisit again and look at. Instead of trying to fit in, instead of finding ourselves on the broad pathway, perhaps we need to get back on the narrow path. Here's a question I asked myself as I was going through and studying today. In fact, I asked myself two questions. Here's the first question. Why would Jesus ask me to do something that he wouldn't give me the ability to be able to do? Think about that. Question number one. Why would Jesus ask me to do something that he had not given me the ability to be able to do? Would he? I don't think so. And the second question I ask myself is this. Why would Jesus ask me to do something that wouldn't benefit my life. You see, Jesus is not up there just looking for ways to manipulate us and waste our time. He's looking for ways that he can bless us. He's looking for ways that we can see prosperity in our lives, that we can be steered around from the wrong things. So therefore, he's not looking or asking something from me that I cannot do. And neither is he asking something from me that will not benefit my life. But when I live by His Word, He gives me the ability to do it, and there is benefit that comes, reward that comes from following Christ. You see, the reality is this. Jesus is not going to ask me, plain and simply, He wouldn't ask me to do something that I couldn't do or wouldn't benefit my life. It's time to get Jesus weird. It's time to get Jesus weird because normal isn't working. To try to be accepted, we have not over only lowered our standards and therefore our achievements have suffered. Come on, what we've achieved in life are less because our standards are lower. And not only are we suffering, but the rest of the world is suffering too. You know why there's so many problems in this nation today? Because there's problems in the church. That the church has done everything they can to fit in, not to rock the boat, to be politically correct. Oh, listen, let's forget that part and let's look at this. Oh, we'll just skip that part. Come on. Those red yelling words are words that we need to live by. Come on. It's time that we get weird again. It's time that we realize we've got to stand up for something. Because if we don't stand for something, we're going to fall for everything. To become more accepted Listen to this. We have become little or not effective. To become more accepted, we've become little or not even effective. To try and win them from Christ by becoming like them, we now have nothing of real worth to offer them. It's become a familiar look. It's become a familiar sound. It's become a familiar approach. There is nothing different. And the Bible says that we are to go by a certain sound, not a familiar sound. But we're to be weird like Jesus. In closing tonight, I want to read what Greg Crochel writes in his book about normal. What does he record in his book about normal? He says these words, follow with me tonight and listen. Nowadays, being normal isn't quite as easy and painless as it once seemed to be. In fact, it's more time-consuming than ever. 
There aren't enough hours in the day to buy, sell, drive, cook, clean, call, shop, eat, plan, study, write, review, schedule, and follow through on everything. Overwhelmed, overloaded, and exhausted. Everyone talks about wanting more time, but only to catch up on what they're already doing. Rushing, planning, worrying, and rushing some more. Families suffer, health wanes, priorities fade, joy evaporates. Most people don't know their life's direction because their soul is dizzy from spinning so much. Uninterrupted time to rest, relax, and enjoy life sounds like a line from a retirement home brochure. Normal is busy and getting busier. When it comes to finances, it's normal for us now to go into debt so deep that you cannot see the way out. Money becomes a dark pit of worry, fear, anxiety, tension and fighting. Most people I know are living paycheck to paycheck. Most make more money today than they ever have, but it's never enough. Now more than ever, it's expensive to be normal. So much cool stuff to buy and take care of. So many normal experiences you want your family to have. Only it's hard to enjoy any of these when the financial loose tightens with each monthly payment. Normal relationships require little and provide less. You and your spouse are so busy, so stressed and so exhausted, there's normally no time for each other. No wonder then that affairs become the norm. They provide the attention, romance and sex without the commitment, sacrifice or intimacy required in marriage. Similarly, you love to spend more time with the kids, but there's just not enough time. They're almost as busy and as stressed as you are. It would be great to have a deep, meaningful conversation and share experiences that allow you to teach them what you know, normal families, however just don't work that way anymore. And nothing's more normal than sex, right? Premarital sex, extramarital sex, friends with benefits, pornography, casual hookups, whatever feels good between consenting adults, it's totally normal today. Maybe our parents were uptight and repressed about sex, but we're more progressive more liberated nowadays. In the 21st century, why in the world would anyone want to remain a virgin until marriage? After all, as one of my frat brothers used to say, you wouldn't buy a car without test driving at first, would you? Unfortunately, no. Normal also carries a hefty price of guilt and shame, confusion, remorse, disease, addiction, unwanted children, and ultimately divorce. Normal doesn't just affect our lives and the time, our finances, our relationships, our family. But normal also affects our faith, both what we believe and how we live it out. When we consider how people relate to God, it's normal to either reject God altogether or believe in him while living as though he doesn't even exist. In churches, normal is lukewarm Christianity, self-centered spiritual consumerism, and a shallow, me-driven 
faith. God has become a means to the end, a tool in our toolbox to accomplish what we want. The majority of people claim to know God, but by their actions they deny Him. And all this is normal. But normal isn't working. As we look around us today, the normal life we see is people broke, people destitute, families falling apart, people fighting, addiction, strongholds, hurts, habits. The normal family, the normal life we see today is a life that most of us look at and cry out and say, there's got to be something different. This is not life. This is not living. Over the next few weeks, we're going to look at what it means to be weird. Because normal isn't working. And if we keep going down the broad pathway, we're going to lead to destruction and damnation. We've got to find once again what may be weird to some. But it's a life that works. It's a life that lives for God. And you know what's going to be demanded from every one of us through this series? Can I tell you? Drastic changes. Drastic changes are going to be required in every one of our lives. If we're going to see breakthroughs, if we're going to see our lives become weird, if we're going to follow the words of God, there are some drastic changes that need to take place in our lives. Not just the small ones that we've become so accustomed to doing. Oh, if I just do this a little bit and a, come on. If the little here and the little there worked, then why are we in so many problems as we are today? You see, the little changes won't cut it anymore. And if they really did make a difference, we would have made that difference a long time ago. It's now no longer about traveling down the wide open heavenly populated pathway anymore. But weird is about joining the few on the narrow, difficult path. But the one that the Bible says leads to life. When God says it leads to life, he's not talking about a mere existence. He's talking about what he said in John 10.10, the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I have come that you may have life. How do you think we find that life? By going any which way we want? By living a normal life? The only way we find that life is living his way. Living weird. Living Jesus weird. And here's something else that Craig Rochelle wrote. He said these words. You certainly don't have to agree with all my ideas. But if you take the Bible seriously, I trust the fact that you will not deny that the way today normal people live is miles away from what God intended. Let me say that one more time. You may not have to agree or you may not agree with all of my ideas. But if you take the Bible seriously, If you take God's word, those red yelling words that can be labeled as weird. If you take those things seriously and literally, then I trust that you won't deny the fact that the way people live today 
is miles away from the life that God intended for us to live. Separating ourselves from what the world considers normal is not just a matter of obedience. But God invites us to dance to a different tune because he knows what's truly going to satisfy and fulfill our lives. Yesterday morning, I was out in the parking lot and I was walking, praying, and a truck driver had, was in the middle and I saw him get out of his truck and he wandered around. And he, in a roundabout way, kind of walked over to where I was. And he stood about from me to Roxanne away. And I looked at him and said, sir, you look lost. Can I help you? He said, oh, no, I'm just a truck driver. And I've got to wait till 10 o'clock to deliver. And I said, where are you delivering? And he told me. And I said, they're normally here before 10 o'clock. You should be good. They're, they're probably going to be here shortly. And he starts talking. Incidentally, he was an Alabama fan. So I just kind of rubbed it in his face a little bit. Doug liked that one. But after 35 minutes of talking, he began, or about 20 minutes into the conversation, he began to talk about the Word of God. And he began to say how far we have strayed away. And he began to share with me how he had struggles with alcohol and gambling. He had lost two wives that had left him because of his addictions. He's lost his kids. He doesn't even know his kids. He's got three kids and he's never even seen his kids or he hasn't seen his kids for about the last 30 years. Lost all touch with them because of his strongholds. And and he began to say, well, the Bible says this and we've wandered so far. And I said, we sure have wandered away. And I'll throw my hands in the air and I said, I'm the first one to admit I'm a sinner. I said, I've messed up so many times. But thank God when I read his word, It doesn't just show the fact of the faults of my life, but it gives hope to my life. I said, and when I read this Bible, I said, you know what this is to me? It's a love letter, a letter of hope for me that I can have hope, that you can have hope. 35 minutes into the conversation, I took his hands in the middle of the parking lot and prayed with him and tears began to roll down his face as I prayed. You see, if I was normal, he would have just left. But because I chose to be weird, I believe a life has been affected for eternity. You see, we've got a choice to make tonight. We can live normal and we can blend in. But the normal life is not working. Come on, would you say that the normal life is working? Would you say the normal life is working? It sure isn't. And everyone today, you know what the alcoholic says today? I wake up in the morning and I have to drink three beers just to feel. Why? Because what is normal today? It's not working. People are striving to find normality. And it's a lost cause because they'll never find it. Because it's a slippery slope. It's a broad pathway. There's a lot of people on it. There's a lot of companionship. There's a lot of people who are doing life with you. But the end thereof is death. But narrow, weird, straight is the way. Maybe only a few, but there's life at the end. There's life for you. There's life for your family. Come on, it's time to be weird. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to discover it's okay to be weird. Come look at your neighbor and say, it's okay to be weird, you weirdo. 
And you know why we're going to be weird in this church? Because we're, make, we're going to make a stand and we're going to declare that normal's not working. You know what? If we were a normal church preaching a normal gospel, half of you would be not even here. The reason you're here is because you came in and you heard something weird, but you liked it. Because it changed your life. It made you a different person. Normal doesn't do that. Normal says just fit in and just be a part. Weird says, hey, if you're not right, you need to get right. Weird exposes the weakness, the areas, the things in our lives and lets us see ourselves as we really are. And can I tell you right now, we're not as good as we think we are. But thank God for his grace and for his mercy. It's time to be weird because normal's not working. You need to call as many people up as you can and tell them you need to be in church Sunday. Pastor's speaking about being weird. Come on, you need to come and get weird. Why? Because normal ain't working. And that's what we're going to cover and discover over this next series. How we can be weird Jesus style. And how we can see our lives once again work. And we can see blessing. And we can see other lives touched and changed. Why? Because it's time to be weird. Because, come on, help me out. It's time to be weird because, would you stand to your feet with me tonight? We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.